0: Welcome to the True Me podcast with your host, Nicole M. Nicole is an experienced business person with over 25 years of corporate success. She founded True Me Coaching in 2012, and she now helps corporations and individuals around the world to achieve authentic success and lasting happiness. Nicole provides warm guidance with a genuine program designed to enlighten and inspire. We hope you enjoy the show. Hi, this is Nicole M. Welcome to the 7th podcast of this series. I'm often asked how I decide what will be the topic of my next podcast. I smile and answer that it is my experiences of the moment that always dictates the theme. Either what is requested from some of you, or what my clients are asking more often about. So, this time I will be talking about three things three mindsets that most people find hard to practice, or find hard to avoid, despite the fact that they create a number of challenges that interfere significantly in the quality of their lives. So, the first thing I want to talk about today is expectations. Through discussions with many of my clients, I have come to the realization that even without knowing, People create situations in their life that very often end up in disappointment. And this derives from the habitual mindset of having expectations of other individuals and even life itself, and thinking how everything ought to be in order for them to be truly happy. This thought process entails the assumption that other people are bound to act according to our personal moral code our own beliefs and rules. We make judgments on the basis of what we perceive to be true, acceptable, and inevitable. We abide to our own definitions of consistency, courteousness, intelligence, productivity, kindness, acceptance, and strength. And when others act upon their own value compass and that doesn't match with ours, we get irritated enraged, disappointed. We are convinced that every one of those complaints that are brought to light is accurate and shall thus be verified since we are on the right side of the story. But what most people fail to realize is that whenever we are overtaken by some negative emotion induced by another individual's behavior, we are no longer in control. The people to whom we are given the right to be unfair to us are the ones who are now in charge. What we also fail to realize is the reciprocity of this mindset. Other people could have their own list of complaints regarding our behavioral patterns, complaints that they think are fully justified. If we comprehend how our mind functions, we can see that most of our irritations are outsourced from unrealistic expectations. Our expectations are nothing more than a product of our upbringing and our beliefs about how the people around us should ultimately be. Regardless, we all have our individual sets of values and beliefs, have experienced a unique upbringing and thus act accordingly. These values and beliefs are usually cultivated through the environment in which the individual lives, whether that is familiar, professional, amiable, etc. Consequently, the more we feel the existence of a gap between an individual and the environments that we have learned to live in, the more we are left with a pit of complaints and anger. Quite commonly, people who ask for help from a life coach either hope or are utterly convinced that their complaints will be justified. But coaching does not entail any such verification. It only aims to guide people towards the thoughts and feelings that arise through empowerment, empathy and acceptance of self and others. Coaching alerts us when we become mere judges of situations and individuals and it carefully asks questions that allow us to deeply think what we are feeling, in our previous case, unfairly treated. The pieces of the puzzle gradually come together, and we gain a newfound alignment with our inner reality. Through time, that puzzle is complete, and we feel more connected to ourselves and others we begin to realize there are ways to be happy that do not involve others acting according to our own expectations. If you accept and take responsibility for yourself and your every moment, then you will be in a better position to productively confront the challenges in your way. Consider this. Perhaps you are more responsible for your own happiness than you have allowed yourself to be until now keeping yourself occupied with a sentiment of discontent about other people's actions. So, my suggestion will be two. First, stop being enraged with your spouse for finding the time to train at the gym while you are too busy with the kids. Stop thinking that unless someone is in your group of friends, you can't have fun. Stop believing that if someone is not polite enough towards you, that they do not respect you. Stop justifying that if one of your superiors retracts something that you have agreed that they are necessarily a bad manager. What I'm stating here is a quite simple philosophy. Do not expect anything from anyone but yourself. I repeat it. Do not expect anything from anyone but yourself. You have now and will always have yourself, your brains, your strength, your heart, and that is enough. Believe me, when you start behaving like this, you will feel immensely liberated. Focus your energy on thinking how you will act in order to cover your needs in the best way possible, best for yourself, your values, and in a way that makes you feel aligned with yourself. And when others provide their help or give you their support, consider it an extra, a beautiful gift for which you feel only gratitude. So, allow yourself to be liberated from the constant recycling of dissatisfaction and distress about people in your life and situations that you may face. At the same time, allow people to take on their own responsibilities do not exhaust yourself to the point of feeling drained and normalizing a sense of sacrifice that you expect others to recognize. Comprehend what an enormous waste of time this is and do yourself the courtesy of avoiding this pit. To support you move towards this new path, it is essential that you re really examine your expectations and notice how your sentiments are altered because of them. Here are certain questions that can help you in this examination. When entering an unknown situation, do ask yourself What do I expect to happen? Where did my expectations come from? How realistic are they? All answers come from true realization. Acknowledging what your assumptions are is a wonderful starting point. And the next best idea is deciphering what you should be expecting. Thus, when feeling disappointed, ask yourself. Were my expectations realistic? If yes, make a plan to ensure that next time you can get what you want. If no, learn from this experience and think how you could manage your expectations next time. When you come to the conclusion that your experience was not the one you expected, the best thing to do is to search for the positives in that given situation or the behavior of that person that left you discontent. You may notice that once you overcome the feeling of disappointment, you found something you couldn't formerly see. This can enable you to be more appreciative and allow you to concentrate more positively on what you can do to materialize the experiences you wish to live. This can signify your own inflection point, which will provide you with the tools to begin a new journey. Be empowered, give yourselves what they need and forget about what other people are doing. Permit people to do what they can. Believe me, people always do what's best for them. Always. Another pair of mindset that people feel challenging is detachment and empathy. Those two are possibly among the most misunderstood or most difficult to exercise. It is hard for people to grasp how they can care for something or someone and still be detached from what that person or the situation is creating or even yet, how they can show empathy for situations that are not related to their own experience. Nevertheless, in the turbulent times we are all facing, it is important that we understand and practice detachment and empathy more than ever. For many, it is not easy being so open to the needs of the world. And that is because, like sponges, their energy fields are porous and prone to soak up the energies of others. Absorbing negative energies, consciously or not, leads them to often feel compassion fatigue, empathy overload, or even worse, they start reacting the way others react, subtracting from themselves the possibility to focus on what could really be of importance to them. Practicing compassionate detachment shows us a broader, more spiritual perspective to life. For you to get this, let me make a clarification. The practice of compassion involves empathy, which leads to a relationship between equals, rather than sympathy, which leads to a hierarchical relationship in which one person feels sorry for the other. I see it all too often with my clients. They have this preconception that others are less, and they are more. This could not be further from the truth, we are all born equal in our possibilities, and it is only our upbringing, our mindsets, and our standing life that separate us. It is also important that we realize this, treating others as problematic, even if they are our children. Or people very close to us is also a game we play to cover our insecurities and our own deep negative perceptions of ourselves to be empathetic towards others even those who are deceitful or hurtful requires that you open your heart and feel compassion first for yourself dissolving the walls you have erected for self-protection detachment lays the ground for empathy And empathy is embedded in us all. Science has demonstrated that humanity is united by empathy, a phenomenon that has been observed in children as young as one year old. Research shows that when we feel compassion, the most sophisticated thought centers in our brains light up, indicating that we are neurologically hardwired to be compassionate towards others. Compassion brings our brain into harmony with the vibration of love from our heart center. Moreover, the more compassionate we are with ourselves, the more our capacity for empathy increases, demonstrating that we have understood the laws of life. Then, we are ready to respond with the same kindness to the emotional needs of others, and detachment supports us in being effective whilst doing that. Being compassionate towards others does not require you to engage in any unhealthy mental or emotional experiences they might be having. In fact, compassion requires that you remove yourself from their mental process and instead support them from a place where you feel stable and empowered. You can care about a person while still refusing to play a part in their drama. For instance, When someone wants to vent his or her negative feelings about a particular issue, you can listen with an open heart, but still refrain from taking on their negativity, giving unsolicited advice, or trying to fix the situation. This allows you to provide productive support whilst remaining calm, non-reactive, and non-judgmental. Detachment is empathy in action. When someone is stuck in a dark hole, your empathy can provide with a helping hand that will support them to lift themselves out from their situation. By contrast, sympathy is jumping into the dark hole with them and feeling sorry about how bad it is in the hole. Separating your reactions from someone else's gives you the detachment you need to stop taking their reactions personally. blaming them for your own one way to remain compassionate and responsive is to remind yourself that the other person is going through his or her own process of self-development which has nothing to do with you you must trust that they are on their own soul's journey and allow them to create the scenarios they need to be able to evolve at the same time You will not lose valuable time from your own life and you can continue on your path of growth sustaining healthy boundaries increases your ability to keep a constructive perspective of things and ultimately be more supportive in choosing to respond rather than react you safeguard your detached view and are eventually a greater help to others without something to react to they are more likely to calm down and focus their mind into more productive thoughts or solutions. An additional benefit of being detached is that it allows you to realize that in your interaction with them, they're probably mirroring something that you need to either release or transform, something that you need to work on yourself. So when you fear getting hooked into any person's negative patterns, you can also observe yourself to discover your own possible negative pattern related to the exchange. When you are open, withhold judgment and remain non-reactive, you experience situations from a more elevated point of view. This gives you detachment as well as the capacity to feel compassion for those who wrong you or are going through tough hardships themselves. Standing in front of people or situations with detachment allows you to discover valuable information that is needed to support them. For instance, instead of judging a person that has tried to manipulate you, you can investigate how they were also manipulated by others and hurt in that way. Profound compassion opens yourself to forgiveness and acceptance to relatives, colleagues or even perfect strangers and in that way you are also benefited as you allow the heavy burden you might be carrying to be lifted I strongly encourage you to practice these two behaviors because they can bring important changes to your life changes closer to your own ultimate empowerment and that of others to support you in this I will invite you to think of a situation where you felt bad A substantial disruptive point about something that occurred to another person being that your spouse, your kid, your friend, your colleague, etc. When you find such an event ask yourself the following questions What is the reason that you got lured into that particular situation? What does it say about you? What was your reaction to it? How did you feel? Is there any other way that you could be more effective in your approach in the future? To answer these questions, you will need to get yourself detached from your ego. Try to answer from the deeper and purer part of yourself. Let your true self give you the answer and dictate the actions that can take you to a more fulfilling experience of life. Well, that is all for this week. I hope you have found today's podcast useful. You can send me your answers or give me your feedback at Nicole at trueme.co. And let's keep the dialogue going. Until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to the True Me podcast. For more information on Nicole and True Me coaching, head to trueme.co. If you would like to request a personal or corporate session, you can send an email to nicole at Trueme.co anytime.